Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. That was our fearless former leader, John Lehman, gone but not forgotten. Love the guy, yeah. And we're going to keep doing that, Danny. Okay, 799-1250 is the phone number. You got any questions or comments, we do have uh, somebody calling in, but we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. live and unrehearsed from the Interstate Heating Studios. And uh, that's, yeah, every Saturday morning, 6 to 8 a.m. Is it Saturday morning that yeah. show is? Every yeah. Saturday? Every Saturday, I've been doing yeah. this for 10 years. Yeah, 10 years time. I've been getting up. You know, I got to yeah. get up at like... I got up at four today, Tom. Yeah. To make preparations for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we. we... Oh, we do have our caller. Oh, we have our sturgeon specialist from the DNR. Uh, wait a minute, Ryan. Ryan, I know I got to hit my computer up again oh, real so quick. Good. Ryan Koenigs from the DNR. Is he on the line? Oh, he is. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning. <laughs> did I get the last name right, Koenigs? No, it's probably. Yep, you did actually. Oh, well. Good. All right. All right. That's a first for him. Yeah. For Tom <laughs> Ryan, feel special. So you are, 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 is that, am I correct in saying you are the DNR sturgeon specialist? Um, I'm the Winnebago system sturgeon biologist. So okay. we have uh, multiple sturgeon populations throughout Wisconsin and other biologists uh, manage those inland populations, but I'm the lead biologist for the Winnebago system lake sturgeon population. All right. Population. Well, what do you think it's going to be like next week? Uh, well, we're two weeks away. Or two from weeks away, yeah. Yep, it gets underway on uh, Saturday, February 11th. Right. Um, it's hard to predict right now what the season's going to be like. Um, the biggest factor that affects spearing success, season length, um, total harvest, etc., is water clarity. And I hear that's not so good right now. Um, well, before the mild weather that we've had the last couple of weeks, the water clarity was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, we hadn't been out to check it ourselves. Um, but what we heard from some pretty credible sources out on the ice was that clarity was anywhere from 10 to up to 14 feet, which is pretty good. Usually yeah. if we get 12 feet of clarity or better, we're going to have a, um, you know, above average harvest and a high likelihood that it'll be a shortened season. However, you know, I just ha- haven't heard anything um, too credible, I guess, since we've had this warm weather on what impact the runoff and the um 
you know, the above average temperatures it's had on water clarity. We're actually going to be out um, early next week checking clarity uh, for ourselves. So I'll have a better idea on that um, when we get into next week. But regardless, even if we have a below average harvest like we've had last year in 2016, um, it's still a successful season because people are able to get out on the ice and uh, renew the traditions of another sturgeon spearing season. Hey, uh, I, I agree with you, you it, it being a success regardless. I talked to friends of mine. And they, they tell me for many people, it's this is like deer season, the Wisconsin deer season. Many people, it's tradition. They look forward to it. Whether they get a deer or not, it's the big week. So uh, it, it is a great event. You guys have done, a, along with the Sturgeon Clubs and stuff, have done a phenomenal job of, uh, of making that fishery what it is, uh, a viable fishery, yet something that the resources is not endangered. There's a lot of them. Uh, I was kind of wondering, though, now with clarity, those upriver, you know, that where you have to get the drawing for the special tag, those upriver or uh, lake areas, uh, those shouldn't be as affected by the clarity because they're shallower. Correct? Am I correct on that? Yeah, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. One, um, they are affected by, you know, runoff more because they're they're more of the riverine lakes. Um, you have rivers flowing right through them, um, the lakes, so clarity will diminish earlier up there okay however to the point of what you're you're mentioning is overall they're much shallower so you don't have to have 10 feet of clarity uh to be able to successfully spear sturgeon up there right most of the lakes are four to six feet deep so even if you can see four to five feet you're seeing bottom in most areas so um, with that um, lottery fishery where we get about 500 permits per year um, it hasn't been as affected by water clarity. When we do have good water clarity throughout the system, those seasons are usually, you know, a day or two shorter. Um, however, I still anticipate that um, even with a little bit poorer water clarity, we're going to have a, a, you know, a good season on the upper river lakes. That, which brings me to my next question. I'm talking to people, and, and my brother got the long-awaited tag, and it was great. I sat with him last year, and uh, we actually had a small one come come through the hole, and and I, I'll tell you what, man, I had to grab his right arm and go, no, 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 wait, it's too small. <laughs> he was so excited when he saw it, and I'm going, no, no, no. And when I left him Saturday, uh, it was the opening day, I said to him, when when you see a legal, you'll know when you see it. And sure enough, he said it was just like that. The next day he was sitting by himself, and he looked underneath, and holy cow, this thing came in. And if they don't come in way low sometimes. It was just like a couple feet under the ice, and it was right below his feet. And uh, and he got it, so he he was thrilled, and uh, it it looks like a great thing. He told me I got to start putting in. I said, "Yeah, I'm putting in." And of course, I forgot to put in this year. <laughs> you know all those deadlines. Do you ever foresee them expanding the number of permits? Being as right now, it's an eight year wait. Um, not really, uh, not in the foreseeable future. We have a Winnebago System Sturgeon Advisory Committee, um, which is a group of representatives from the local fishing clubs, conservation groups around the area. Uh, this group's been around for more than 20 years, and it's really been instrumental in passing a lot of the regulations that we have to manage and regulate the spear fishery that we all kind of take advantage of today. I mean, there's been a lot of change over the last couple of decades of a result of the improving water clarity overall in the system, leading higher harvest. Um, you know, the the reason the lottery fishery is in place on the upper river lakes is um, previous to 2007, we would have a season every four to five years on average, but it was getting so popular because the success rates are so high that 
literally in a in a weekend we would have harvests of you know thousands of fish on the upper river lakes alone and that really was alarming to us so we decided to move forward with the committee on this lottery fishery and it, it's just uh you know it's kind of a novelty fishery where you know, it's a, it's a much higher success rate than Lake Winnebago. People can still always purchase their license on Lake Winnebago, even if they're not drawn on the Upper River Lakes. And, um, you know, we want to offer that um, harvest, unique harvest opportunity every year to some folks, but we also want to be able to offer the Lake Winnebago spearing opportunity <laughs> to the masses, anybody that wants to take part in the season. So if we in- increase the number of folks on the Upper River Lakes, a couple of things will happen. One, the more fish that we allow to be harvested on the Upper River Lakes reduces spearing opportunity on Lake Winnebago. We're talking so, with, oh, I'm sorry. So on, on Lake Winnebago, you know, we'll, we sold this year 12,500 licenses. Okay. So we want to be able to offer that annual opportunity to everybody. So the more fish that are taken on the Upper River Lakes, those fish would come out of Lake Winnebago harvest. We're talking with Ryan Koenig of the Wisconsin DNR fisheries biologist, sturgeon expert, I would call you. I got a question from uh, one of our listeners. He wants to know, this is from Tex, by the way. He was on a big rig going down the highway. He said, uh, where to register your sturgeon on north end of Winnebago? We operate 10 registration stations throughout the system, seven on Lake Winnebago and three for the Upper River Lakes. Um, on Lake Winnebago on the north end, there's registration stations at Paynes Point and Nina. Uh, there's a registration station at Waverly Beach, and then there's also a registration station at Stockbridge Harbor on the east shore. Those are the closest stations to the north end. Um, I guess I'll take this opportunity to assure everybody that or remind everybody that it is mandatory registration of all harvested fish. Mm-hmm. So spears can fish from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. each day that the season is open, and they have to have their fish present at a registration station by 2 o'clock. There's been some um, some confusion, I guess, about the mandatory registration station with how deer registration has changed, and you can now go online or call in your to get a registration number. That's not the case with sturgeon. You still have to present that fish at a registration station. And with the new tagging system that's out there, um, we now have our carcass tags are printed on regular printer paper, not on that and a green plastic paper. Right. Um, this year will be the first year that spears won't have to actually attach the tag to the fish after they harvest it. Instead, as long as they stay with the fish, they have to immediately validate the license upon harvest and then they can they have to keep that tag with them as long as they stay with their fish. The kind of saying is if you if you leave it, tag it. So if you do have to leave your fish prior to registration, then then you have to attach that tag. And that's so we're, recommend, we're recommending the spears to bring like a plastic Ziploc bag or something along that they can put the tag in and attach it to the fish if they need to. Right. That's what I did deer hunting. I just brought those Ziploc bags and I had the tag right in there with a little zip tie that I could put through and it, it, it was fine. Uh, so basically what they need to do is if as soon as they do get it, uh, they need to mark the date and the time that they got it. And as long as they're with the sturgeon, they can put it in their pocket and drive it to the registration station. But if they are going to leave it, make sure they tag it. Correct. Right. That is a hundred percent right. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, do you have a tag this year? Yes, I do. All right. For the upriver? 
No, I don't. I've got, I think, six or seven preference points. So I'm getting pretty close to the Upper River Lakes. I'm thinking in the next year or two. <laughs> now, now in, today's, in today's world, I would think that you'd have some, I know you. Have a little pull. A little bit of pull, a little hookup. Come on. Let's have some underhanded, some, how'd he get one after one year? Come on. Uh, it's the American a way. More integrity than that. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess. Yeah. yeah okay. I, hey, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd say, give, "Hey, I'm in charge here. Get me one." Ryan Koenig, fisheries biologist with the DNR. I want to thank you very much for calling us and telling us all about the sturgeon stuff that'll be coming up in two weeks. Yeah, no problem. And yeah, good and, luck to you. Yeah. Keep up the great work up there. Yeah. You guys do do a fantastic job with yes. that resource. All right. Yeah, thank you. It's a joy to work with the people around the area, and I look forward to another season. All right. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Take care. Thank Bye you. now. Yeah, I hope he has uh, success up there. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that. They do a great job. Yeah. I mean, that's just really that, something. Like we were talking with our last caller from the uh, from the bureau up there, uh, <clears throat> go on up there and just drive to those registration stations, and your your jaw's going to drop. Yeah. You'll be like, I, I didn't believe anything like this existed. You know, if correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, but isn't the Winnebago You've systems never been wrong, uh, the Winnebago systems sturgeon fishery the largest in the world? If I th- I'm pretty sure I read the, that. The the for lake for lake sturgeon, for lake yeah. sturgeon I believe yeah. the Winnebago system has the largest population yeah, right, of yeah, lake right. sturgeon, and it's all due to the DNR, the sturgeon clubs, and all that keep making sure that when those fish are spawning, nobody's bothering them. You know, because years ago, man, they used to poach those like crazy. You know, and, well, they got the friends of the sturgeon yeah, that do yeah. like the river watch yep, type yep. type mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, um, they, it's amazing the job they've done up there with those fish. You know, I mean. God, it's 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 awesome, and and it's right here in our state, right here. It's well, awesome. When I retire, I'm gonna really, if I start putting in now for that upriver tag, by the time I get a tag, <laughs> I'll be retired. I'll be able to you go can up there sit and there spend all day. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I, what did he say? Seven to two or seven to one? Seven to one. Seven, seven to one. Yeah. Yeah, you can come with Tom. There I'll walk go. outside we'll... the shanty, have a smoke with you once in a while, and we can go back and sit and stare down the hole. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back with more with Dan and Tom. Was Newbar with you there. when you got it? No, he's outside having a smoke yeah. when it came through the hole, eh? <laughs> On 12.50 a.m. and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Except if you miss that buck, don't hang, hang your head in shame because yeah. you blew it, buddy. You don't have a yeah. chance till next year. Miss that muskie on a figure eight. You're listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors coming to you from the Interstate Heating Studios. And and uh, what we got? Even, oh. though, even though we don't have an NFL picking contest, a football picking contest yeah. sponsored by Curly's Waterfront Pub this week, we will go to Greg and find out what happened last week in the standings. All right, as we all know, the Green Bay Packers did not do 
that well no. last Sunday. That's just putting it mildly. And uh, you were being kind there. We all we all picked the Green Bay Packers yeah. last week. Did I pick the Packers? Two and you did. Mm-hmm. You what did. a fool am I? Well, we all were drinking the Kool Aid. We were drinking yep. the Kool Aid. Yep. We all thought they were on a magical <laughs> run. It was a magic carpet ride. Yeah, you couldn't bet on there against was... Aaron Rodgers while he was on that right. hot streak. Yeah. So we all went one and one. No, no. So, Tom, you picked New England, so you went one and one. Bushy and myself both picked. We both picked Pittsburgh, okay. so we went zero oh and two. What? And Matt, the caller, picked New England as well. So. For the season right now, Tom, after going one and one, you are now thirty-seven and thirty-one. Bushy, after going zero and two, is thirty-one and thirty-seven. I as well went zero and two, bringing my season total to forty-one and twenty-seven. And the callers went one and one to bring their season total to thirty-six and thirty-two. At least I beat the callers. So yeah. you are you should be a betting guy. You should have a you should I should put you in touch with the no name bookie. I, I <laughs> Yeah, but as soon as he starts betting, that's yeah. when it'll bet. <laughs> no. He knows. My, he knows. My, my other job, I uh about six, seven years ago I had a guy that came in and I bartend. Yeah. And he would at a at a sports bar and he would ask me come in at eleven o'clock before all the college football yeah. games started or on yeah. Saturday and Sunday, and I'll give him my thoughts. And that year, he won a boatload of money. Really? And wow. he, he and he threw. Did he give you a little taste? He threw some. He threw some. But I made the mistake once of uh, not mistake, but I I made some some bets and lot one first, lost the first one, and then of course you bet. A certain amount of money, and you go to the second one. You try to double it yeah, up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to get down the path where you hit a cold streak and yep. you lose one, and then you lose the second one. You double it up, and then you <coughs> try to double it up again. And the third one, next thing you know, you're down a couple grand. You know. So I'll, I'll I'll just give other people advice, and if they want to throw some cash my way, I'm good with that. You know, oh. my my son did that once in Vegas. My oldest son, he went up to a blackjack. I mean, a, a roulette table, put a hundred dollars on one of the colors. And he lost. So he put $200 on the same color. Lost. Now he's out 300 He puts $300 on the same color. And he won. Got his money back and went, wow. Yep. <laughs> and walked away. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of win, Tom. And the entire time you're pooping bricks. Yeah, exactly. Just... Uh, yeah, Danny, we've got two more. No, we got two sets of Two tickets. 799 1250 to the Milwaukee Muskie Expo, February 10th, 11th, and 12th. Out at Washington, Washington County, County Fair Fairgrounds. Park. It's called the Fish X Show. So give a call. We got a couple pairs of tickets to give away. Yep. We had two sets of two. Two yeah. sets of two. Yeah. 414 799 1250. Greg will get your name and address off the air. It's the first two callers. So just hold on. If it keeps ringing, just let it ring. Because Greg's got to do a little work. So, Greg, you go ahead, do your thing. Me and Danny will talk amongst okay. ourselves. <laughs> so, this weekend, Tom. Yeah, what's, what, do you, what um, do we got going? There are fishing contests going all throughout the state. Yeah. 
So I'm going to run through them. And if you've fished any of these bodies of the water and have any interesting comments or nuggets yeah. of wisdom, kernels of wisdom, throw in here. Yeah. Uh, 61st annual Fisherama going on today in Surring at Shoot Pond. I have no idea where Surring is. Shoot Pond, my buddy used Shoot to have. Pond. <laughs> yes, my dad took me musky fishing at Shoot Pond. Is that up by Little Shoot? When I was like uh, like eight years old, we camped and we yeah. saw a flying squirrel. Yeah, Shoot Pond. Another one. Uh AFP fishing contest. This one's for Northern up in Luck, Wisconsin on Bone Lake. I've been on Bone Lake. Okay. And That's a, pair, a good musky lake, Danny. And, and the winner is is the boner of the day then if you're up on Bone Lake and you catch the biggest Northern today. Bone Lake. Uh, another one, Annie's Pub Annual Ice Fishing Tournament, Northern and Walleye at Annie's Pub on the Guile Flowage, another place mm-hmm. my dad used to take me fishing. We got the annual Cottonwood Club Ice Fishery. That's Sauk City at Shep's Resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any around here? Uh, let's see. Let's get down to Atomic Ice Derby, Bass Bluegill. I guess I've heard this one's a blast. Uh, the Atomic Ice Derby, Bass Bluegill, Crappie, Northern Perch on Alaska. Well, that's Lake Alaska. That's up further north a little. Here we go. Bass Anglers Annual Ice Fishing Jamboree, Muskego. At Danny Danny Haskell's yeah. on Little Muskego. That's Eddie Haskell's brother. Mem- remember our old producer Matt? Yeah. Maddie B. Yeah, Maddie B. He yep. lives he lives real close to Haskell's. Hey. He said it was really I saw him last week. He was in the studio. He's working part time again here. Okay. So anyway. Here's one Bloomer Rod and Gun in Marshmiller Lake Ice Fishing Contest in on Marshmiller Lake. I got called a Marshmiller Marshmiller once. I punched him. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Anything closer here? Let's Whoa, go down. What about at Curly's? Here we go. Yeah. And our friends at Curly's <laughs> Huntum and Hookum Fishery is going on, uh, at Curly's Waterfront, Pewaukee Lake. So head on out to Curly's. That's always, their fisheries are great. Uh, now I don't have their brochure in front of me, but I'm sure there's raffles and stuff like all those, all those fisheries have raffles. So you got nothing going on today. And, you know, can go to a musky show in in Waukesha, as Al Shook likes to call it. And you can go out to uh, hunt the Huntum and Hook'em Fishery at our friends at Curly's. Also, another one at AJ's on Big Muskego Lake, Tom. Mm-hmm. Have you been to AJ's before? Do you know where that's at? Yes, it's over by Boxhorns, I think. Okay, right, yeah. by the Gun Club. Mm-hmm. Ice Fishing Jamboree, the Milwaukee Casting Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got several local ones here. I'll scroll down and see if I see another. Uh, oh, Mapleton Hook and Shell Club. Uh, this one's uh, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. All area lakes. Uh, I don't know exactly where that one's being held out of, but uh, I'm sure you could find it somewhere there in Oconomowoc. Sometimes they have them at the Legion Hall. Yeah, as you're driving through so, there. You know the the Roundel. out at Curly's Waterfront Pub. You know, I mean, while everybody's out fishing, you can be sitting in Curly's. Playing pool, playing darts, doing this, doing that. You know, great food, great drinks, great people. Uh, Curly's, and and then, you know, do the raffle thing. You know, if you if you're not into the the, the ice fishing, you can do the raffle thing. Yeah, yeah, they nice yeah. place to go to. I and like so, Curly's. So the, here's the thing: even though ice fishing conditions, conditions may not be the uh, greatest in the world right now, the fisheries are still a great time. You should still go. And these are a lot of great clubs that you are supporting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these clubs do a lot of different events for kids, and they do different community-type things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, they, su- you're supporting good yeah. clubs. 
and you got a chance to win raffles and stuff, so support them. Yeah, and they depend on the money that they make from these ice fisheries. They do, that helps big time. Hey, we got to go to a break, folks. We will be giving away a few more sets of tickets later on in the show, so stay tuned for more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with Danny Bush, Tommy the True Newbauer, and now we have Greg Jenick with your sports update. <laughs> The Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors and 1250 WSSP 1057 The Fan. Thanks for listening this Saturday morning. Uh, hopefully you are uh, got something to do. You can go bunny hunt. You, last weekend a squirrel. You can try and go shoot the wily crow or coyote or uh, head on out and... Uh, you know, go to one of the fisheries. Lot, so there's lots yeah, to do, Tom. There's a lot to We're do. We're suffering from Packer withdrawal now. It's yeah, all over. Yeah. Got to wait till next <laughs> this year. This is Pro Bowl week. Who even watches that crap I know, anymore? No, I mean, no. it's like, I remember it at used le- to be a, a game yeah, anyway. At least they don't do it in Hawaii, you know, taking that long flight and everything. And now it's in Florida, so, you know, it's a lot closer. You know, guys can go bass fishing. You know, speaking of that, Danny, you know, right now. Great way the- of bringing it back to the. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice how smoothly you brought us back on topic there. No, you know, right now, even though we're in the throes of winter up here in Wisconsin, down south, they still have big major bass tournaments going on right now. You know, they're still they're bass fishing nuts down south, you know, because they can fish them year-round. Well, you and, bet your bass, man. And, and I'll there. tell you, these guys, it's just amazing how these guys will go on a body of water they will, you know, whether they get topographical maps, aerial maps, Google Earth, whatever, they spend time out there searching, and then they go out, and then they, they come through. And it's funny, I, w- I was reading about, you know, like 33, let's say the last uh, big elite tournament that was down there last right. week, you know, you got 33% of the guys catching fish on at Lure X, you know, let's say crankbaits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another 30% were catching them on plastics. Another so many percent were catching them on it. One guy was even using, are you ready for this? You know the, the rap- banjo minnow. No, you know the Rapala jigging wrap? Yeah. You know, it's got the two yeah, hooks, yeah, uh, yeah. hook on either end and then the one treble in the middle. Yeah. I was catching them on that. Bass on a jigging wrap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess these fish. Bass on a jigging wrap. They, yeah. There's many ways yeah. to skin a bass. Yeah, but they're, they're, they get to do it year round. That's why I'm kind of wondering, geez, wouldn't it be nice to be able to. Go out on open water year-round? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> but it can't because I'm sitting here with my three-foot three pole, looking down this hole with my three-foot pole. That's yes. a shad wrap. Shad wrap first, but it can't. Yeah, you just can't, you know. And uh, We might have to cue that one up. Yeah, we might have to, yeah. But anyway, so, the, you know, around the country, there's a lot of stuff going on. But up here, it's ice fishing time, you know, hunting time, ice fishing time, you know, well, small game time. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, and if we have 
enough cold weather now, you know, for the next couple of weeks, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, that, cause right now you can walk out on the ice. There's enough ice to walk out and go ice fishing. You just don't want to be driving out there. So that's all, you know, so, and, and the further North you go, the more ice there is. Now, will you catch a lot of fish? couple of fish who knows <laughs> you know i don't know i haven't busted out the auger yet but i suppose i always could set a couple tip-ups and uh maybe win 25 bucks in a con- contest for biggest northern i don't know i haven't well won, i haven't won one for I, a while i might go out by my friend sal's place and uh his little boy luca he he wants to do a little ice fishing where, where Sal you... is not that adept to ice fishing. He has no, I don't think he has any ice fishing equipment. And if he does, he doesn't know where it is. Right. So, so I might go out there. Cause as a matter of fact, he asked me, uh, is this his grandkid? You're no, taking? no, this is his, this kid. Yeah. Son. Okay. Yeah. Little Luca. What is he like? Nine, eight or nine. Okay. Anyway. And you know, we can go, you know, there's five feet of water out in front of their place. So we can go out there drill a few. Cause he asked me a week or two ago, you still have that manual ice auger that we could just carry out and drill some holes. You yeah, want to use sure. my power auger? I, the, the ice isn't all that thick out okay, there. I 12 that, inches. I got that 10 inch power yeah. auger. Oh geez. Yeah, that's a kick butt one, man. Oh yeah, you make some big holes with big that. Big holes one. with that thing. You can fall that's, in those holes. You well, that's the one that I was there. walking out on Pewaukee years ago with it over my shoulder, and my feet went up in the air. Oh no! Yeah. and you fell on it, and I fell on my back <laughs> with that on top of with that with the auger on top of me, <laughs> and I held the auger up to keep the engine yeah. from smashing into yeah. the ice. Yeah. So instead, I took the blow with my shoulder. Mm. Yeah, that's being a powerful guy that I you know, am. Did I'm I ever, lucky I didn't die. Yeah. Hey, did I ever tell you the time? You know, you know, ice cleats, especially when you don't have any snow on the ice. You know, it gets pretty slippery, smooth and slippery, yeah. right? And one time years ago, I was doing a TV show, of course, for Outdoor Wisconsin, and I, my one of my sons took the ice cleats out of my bucket. So I'm thinking they're in my bucket, right? And I get out there to do the show. I was with this one guy. And God darn it, where's my ice cleats? I don't have them. Well, okay, we go out, put the power auger in the water. And you're spinning in a circle. And I start going in a circle around the auger. It was hilarious. Oh my God. It's like and and you you know, when it's that slick, you can't get your footing. As a matter of fact, I have experienced that yeah. before, Tom, and when it you was, start spinning yeah. with the auger. And when it was it was real windy, right? And it's blowing, you know, walking too well, you weren't really walking, your feet never left the ice. You kind of slid, right, you know. Right. And we got and the wind was with us. But when we were done fishing in the spot, now to get back, we couldn't get against the wind. You know, we just our feet were moving, but we weren't going anywhere. We literally had to get on our hands and knees with a bucket in one hand, auger in another, and crawl back because we. It was so slippery; it was terrible. Always remember those ice cleats. Just you know, buy a cheap pair, that five dollar pair. Throw them in your bucket so you always got them just in case. Always. Hey, we got to go to a break, Danny. And when we come back, guess what we're going to give away? Mm-hmm. I better not tell anybody yet, right? Uh... <laughs> couple more of those. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we'll do that when we come back. Wait until anyway. we make. We got. They can't call yeah. now. They got to wait until right. we make the. No, they can call now. Oh, can they, they can? Okay. All right. Okay, Greg says you can call now. 799-1250. I've got two more sets of two tickets. To, to paradise. Yeah. To the, it's called the Milwaukee Muskie Expo, but it's in Washington County. It says Fish X. Fish X. Muskies and all the other species combined. So two more tickets to give away. I mean, I should say two sets of two. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll be right back with more. It's the final countdown. 
Welcome back for the final, the grand finale of the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're here live in the Interstate Heating Studios. And uh, what, Greg, we said uh, we got a caller going to be calling in. Uh, okay. Um, Tom, I'm going to be heading out with Al Shook next week. Uh, the next three weekends, my friend, yep. I'm going to be doing some uh, pigeon shooting or chicken shooting, as Al likes to call, <laughs> but it weren't. So uh, next weekend, uh, I'm going to have my buddy Scott Olson and his son Stephen. Oh. And the following weekend, my brother-in-law and my nephew. And then the following weekend, it's going to be me and Mike Scalander. So uh, going to be doing some brothers. shooting of the pheasants. Sounds like fun. Should be fun, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Is this our friend Al Shook on the line? All right. Good morning, Al. Good morning, guys. How hey, are you buddy. today? Hey, we're doing great. Now, we just got to let everybody know that you are a member of the Wisconsin Conservation Congress. It's that for wa- correct. For Waukesha County, right? Yes, and I'm also the vice chairman for the state of Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Vice chairman. Vice yeah. chairman, so yeah. Next year, you might be chairman. So try to fit <laughs> no, that on a business card, Tom. So I doubt it. So you're going to be doing some bird hunting, you and Danny, huh? Yeah, we're going to take Summer the Superdog, and we're going to go run up some birds. Yep, that's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it, Al. Well, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's always it's always fun. I'm glad, Dan, that you're able to get some new guys that we can take out hunting. It's oh, yeah. Deal. That's, that's one of the reasons why I got this stuff at Warren Valley, so... Oh yeah, good deal. It's always fun. The camaraderie. I didn't get a chance uh, to hear earlier. I'm out in Iron Country here, and the radio doesn't come in very well before the sun comes up. But do you guys have a chance to talk about the 91st annual raccoon feed in Delafield? Well, heck no. no. Let's hey, hear it. Let's yeah. go. Can't miss that at, raccoon. At the American Legion. It's the uh, the Tom McNulty annual raccoon feed held at Post 91. American Legion, right off of Main Street in in Delafield. The feed starts at 4.30, and the proceeds go to help veteran groups and Little League or youth groups in the Lake Country area, and it's $18 a person. And if you don't want to eat raccoon, they do have an alternate, and it's going to be turkey this year. You know, I'll tell you what, Al, I've had raccoon in the past, and it is very good. I Very think. good. And they, uh, the guys put it all together, and it's actually roasted over at St. John's Northwestern Military Academy because they've got ovens big enough to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And then they bring it over to the post. And also at the post, there'll be meat raffles and other type of raffles. And, of course, I'll be hawking T-shirts and stuff for the, <laughs> for the coonfee, trying to get people to buy and get some more money out of them. Yeah. But uh, so you yeah, said there's quite a deal. You see, it's you said said there's raffles now. Is that what you? Yep. There's they have meat raffles and other stuff that raffle off. So it's usually quite crowded, and you know they'll serve until the raccoon is gone. And yeah. Sometimes it lasts till seven or seven thirty. But where's this at again now? It's at the American Legion Post in Delafield. In Delafield, off of Main Street, and that's the. The Langville side, the old Delafield side yeah. off of Highway C. Yeah, gotcha. And what time and does it start at? It starts at 4.30. That's when they start serving food. And it goes all, you know, until the food is gone. 
So that's where I'll be tonight getting ready. And uh, then this week we also have the last for the CWD response team meeting in Madison. And uh, I'm involved in that. So hopefully that response plan will come out. And we do have our CDAC dates, County Deer Advisory Committee meeting dates set for Waukesha County. And the other counties are starting to get theirs set together. So anybody interested in giving feedback, this time we are talking about hunting seasons and deer quotas. So they should check the, the DNR website under CDAC, C-D-A-C, and check, click their county, and it'll tell them who their members are and when the scheduled meetings are. All right. So, well, thanks a lot. I'm guys. sure I'm sure you're going to have fun. And this is oh, yeah. and this is uh, tomorrow. Well, no, the the raccoon feed is tonight. Ton- oh, tonight. Ooh, ooh, tonight. Ooh, tonight. Yep. Saturday night at Delafield, four yeah. thirty. It starts. Yeah. And, uh, Next week, and unfortunately, the hunt is Sunday morning, so you'll have to wait two weeks to hear about the escapades of the great hunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, well, thanks for calling, Al. Yep. You guys have a great day. And, Danny, give me a call after the show, will you? Will we'll do. I appreciate it, Al. All, All right. right. Thanks. See you, Al. Guys. That was Al Shook, Wisconsin Con- Conservation Congress member for Waukesha uh, uh, County. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing his dog, Summer. Yeah. He's a fine yellow lab and yeah. she does a great job of hunting she yeah. quarters and works in front yeah. of you beautifully yeah. yeah did you ever have raccoon danny have you ever had that no i haven't it and it, it, it it you know what it's a lot like it's a lot like squirrel pork. no like pork a lot, a lot like, like pork, pork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's very good yeah i i had heard that the main thing you just got it when you clean it which is true of a lot of game get oh, all the yes. tallow and fat oh off. yes all the silver skin in that oh yes just definitely. get the nice clean red meat and uh it's uh, uh-huh. delicious as well as nutritious you know as a matter of fact uh last week danny i had another pound of your venison ground beef, oh did you added a few things and made some venison burgers god i love that stuff i made <laughs> for so the first good. time venison uh a spaghetti Oh, with it! Sure. I've never done the spaghetti. Made the meatballs or the nah, meat sauce? Meat sauce. Meat I just, sauce. I just okay. browned the meat okay, and mixed yeah. it with some meat yeah, sauce. Yeah. With some whole, whole. I had some whole wheat long noodles. Yeah. Man, was that good. Yeah, I'll tell you, venison is an awesome, awesome and nutritious meat. You know, good same thing you. with elk too. And love it, man. All that stuff. I'm gonna make oh, some yeah. venison burgers now. Now you got me fired up. Yeah. I'm gonna go buy some cheese <laughs> and some big whole wheat Kaiser rolls and some bacon and make a giant, a giant one. <laughs> I make, I take the pound packages and I make. So I basically am making giant half pounders. Yeah. With cheese those are, those and onions and. Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds Talk myself so into it. I got to go home and thaw now. <laughs> got to go thaw it out, man. If I pull it out now, it'll be thawed by the time I get home tonight. There you go. But by there the time go. I get home tonight, I'm not going to feel like cooking squat, Tom. I'm going to want to walk. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. It'll be, be a tomorrow project. So. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of projects coming up. So. Anyway. I guess we're about done now here. Yeah, I guess To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. Das ist alles für heute. Yeah, that too. (laughs) You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors from the Interstate Heating Studios. Get out on the ice, but be safe. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.